Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, hey, hey. So happy to join with you today. I am still in Greece on the island of Andros and very happy to be here with you. It's uh, the sun is going down here. It's dinner time. And uh, I know in LA people are getting up, getting ready for work. And uh, I am so pleased to join with you right now. Our topic today is the gift of freedom. And freedom is what I'm all about. <laughs> the freedom to be our true identity. So let's begin with a prayer. And we take a breath of love and gratitude together and we open our heart, we open our mind to remember the truth that sets us free. We open ourselves to a recognition of our unlimited nature. Opening ourselves to an awareness that love is unfettered and free. We're grateful that we can choose to be loving. We're grateful that we can choose to be patient, to be kind, that we can choose again no matter how entrenched we are in negativity and doubt and blame and shame and regret and resentment. We can choose again and again and again. That's what time is for. And so we're grateful and thankful to use our time wisely and to transcend and transmute all limiting thoughts by offering them to the Holy Spirit for healing. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. Yes. So I'm going to dive right in here because I just love this text. I just love A Course in Miracles. It is uh, such a gift, such a gift. And uh, to me, it's so clear. So uh, we're in uh, Chapter 8, which is called The Journey Back. And it's section four, the gift of freedom, where it says, if God's will for you is complete peace and joy, unless you experience only this, you must be refusing to acknowledge God's will. Aha! So, are you experiencing complete peace and joy? Well, then... You must be refusing to acknowledge God's will. God's will is the only will there is, according to A Course in Miracles. Not only that, but God's will is our will, because we're one with God. So God's will for us, which is also our will for us, is complete peace and joy. And so if we're not experiencing that, we must be refusing to acknowledge God's will, which means we're using our free will to think thoughts of lack and attack. 
thoughts of lack are when you feel unworthy, thoughts of lack, or when you feel like you're not enough or someone else is somehow not enough, complaints, judgments, these are the thoughts of lack and attack. God's will does not vacillate being changeless forever. So how you know <laughs> that you're in an experience of the illusion is everything is changing. Because in our eternal nature, God's will is changeless forever. When you are not at peace, it can only be because you do not believe you are in God. So you think that you're separate from God. That is why you're not at peace. It says, God is all in all. And... I'd like to share about this for a minute because one of the things that uh, a lot of people say in the Course in Miracles community is God doesn't know anything about this world. And just to clarify, our experience in the illusion is a projection of our mind. It's not real. It's for our learning. It's for our experience. It's for our Knowing our true identity. It is a journey, this human experience, of believing in separation. And as it says in the Course, we forgot to laugh. The tiny mad idea of exploring separation is something we forgot to laugh at. We took it seriously, and we still take it very seriously. And... Therein is our lack of peace and our lack of joy, is we're taking the illusion seriously, making it real. So let's figure out how to get to the gift of freedom here. God is the all in all. God's peace is complete, and you must be included in it. God's laws govern you because they govern everything. So we can't circumvent God's law. And God's law is the law of cause and effect. One of the many laws of God, the law of cause and effect. You cannot exempt yourself from God's laws, although you can disobey them. Yet, if you do, and only if you do, you will feel lonely and helpless because you are denying yourself everything feeling lonely and helpless because you're denying yourself everything. Now, one of the lessons of the Holy Spirit is to have, give all to all, which means if you'd like to have love, extend love to all. If you'd like to experience abundance and prosperity, share what you have with all. Now, it does seem by the ego thought system that to share and to give away what you have would somehow decrease what you have. But you see, the ego comes from an idea of limited supply. The spirit is eternal, unlimited supply. So the way that you magnify that supply is through gratitude for everything that you have, including gratitude for every upset, gratitude for every pain, gratitude for every experience. Because every experience that we have teaches us 
to remember to choose love. That's what it's for. So you cannot exempt yourself from God's laws, although you can disobey them. Yet, if you do, and only if you do, will you feel lonely and helpless. So, if you feel lonely and helpless, and who among us has not felt that? Though I have to say, I haven't felt that in, a, in quite a while. But uh, I used to feel lonely and helpless, absolutely, quite frequently. I didn't know that I was disobeying God's law, which was I gave myself permission to think the thoughts of lack and attack. And so I experienced lack and limitation. I experienced feeling attacked because the judger always feels judged and the attacker always feels attacked. So if you feel lonely and helpless, it's because you're giving yourself permission to think unloving thoughts thereby disconnecting you from the unlimited supply of love, prosperity, wholeness, healing, harmony, freedom, joy, wisdom, clarity, creativity, and the all good, the all in all. (sighs) Isn't it nice to know that you can change your mind and choose again? So no matter how lonely and helpless you feel, It is a story that you have made up, and it's not the truth of you. In my Masterful Living class yesterday, I was sharing about the prodigal son, and that the story for all of us is the story of the prodigal son. So no matter how desperate we feel, we can always go home again, and we will be welcomed, and there will be rejoicing that we have decided to return home. So let us do that together right now, without delay. No more loneliness and helplessness, unless you happen to like it. And the ego actually does, because the ego likes the specialness. So if I can't be special because I'm so important, let me be special because I'm so bad. Yep. All right, so moving on here in the Gifts of Freedom. Jesus tells us, I am come as a light into a world that does deny itself everything. So that's what he says. I am coming as a light into a world that does deny itself everything. Right? So if you're feeling lonely and helpless, it's because you're denying yourself everything. You're denying yourself everything by choosing thoughts of lack and limitation. Jesus says, I come as a light into a world that does deny itself everything. It does this simply by dissociating itself from everything, from God, the separation. It is therefore an illusion of isolation maintained by fear of the same loneliness that is the illusion. God, I just love that. So clear. An illusion of isolation maintained by fear of the same loneliness that is its illusion. So it's the illusion of loneliness. It is the illusion of separation. And it is maintained by the fear of separation, loneliness, and isolation. 
Mm-hmm. He says, I said that I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That is why I am the light of the world. If I am with you in the loneliness of the world, the loneliness is gone, right? Because if Jesus is with you, how can you feel alone? If you know Jesus is with you, if you're willing to know Jesus is with you, then there can be no loneliness. How could there be loneliness when you're with Jesus? So let us remember that Jesus is always with you. Now, the only reason we would not experience that Jesus is always with us is because we don't wish to know that. Instead, what do we wish to know? The stuff that we made up. The things that are not true and will never be true, but can seem so real in a mind that makes the illusion real. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That is why I am the light of the world. If I am with you in the loneliness of the world, the loneliness is gone. You cannot maintain the illusion of loneliness if you are not alone. My purpose, then, is still to overcome the world. Remember how he said... In the Gospels, be not afraid, for I have overcome the world. Right? So he's still doing that. He's still helping us to overcome the world. He says, I do not attack it, but my light must dispel it because of what it is. Light does not attack darkness, but it does shine it away. All right, so let's look at this for a minute. Consider... If you went to the movies, all right, let's say you went to the movies to see a horror movie, all right, and you're sitting in the darkened theater, and you might be in that darkened theater with a whole lot of other people. It could be a packed theater, every seat filled, and you're in that horror movie watching on the screen, and you could be watching a story where there's one person walking down an old dirt road with no lights at night. It seems dark. They seem incredibly alone out there by themselves. They find an abandoned house. They go into that abandoned house in the dark of night with no lights, and they seem utterly and completely alone. But there's a sense that something is going to attack them. Something is going to hurt them. And you might be watching that movie in a theater filled with people, every seat filled. And yet, in the dark of the movie theater, watching the projection on the screen, you might feel completely identified with the loneliness of that character in the fictional story on the screen. And you might feel so terrified that you cannot stand it. And that's what the illusion is like. So what Jesus is saying here is, 
My purpose then is still to overcome the world. I do not attack it, but my light must dispel it because of what it is. Light does not attack darkness, but it does shine it away. So let's say we're sitting in that movie theater together watching that horror movie, identified with the loneliness of the main character on the screen. And something happens, and all the lights come on in the movie theater, but the movie is still going on. So we look around the movie theater. It's now bright as day in there. This movie is still going on. Immediately, the movie is not scary anymore. Immediately, the movie is not scary anymore. Immediately, you recognize, I'm not alone. I'm in a darkened theater with hundreds of people. Uh, rather, in a, a well-lit theater with hundreds of people, I was never alone. And the terror that was felt just an instant ago is completely and totally gone. And now there is nothing but the light filling the room. And this is what Jesus is telling us here. That we can move into this state of awakening where the light dispels the darkness because of what it is. Light does not attack darkness, but it does shine it away. Yes. <sighs> mm, I love it. Well, it's time for me to take a break. And while I'm on break, I invite you to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com. We've got two classes this week on awakening awareness with David Hoffmeister and myself. Two free classes at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Membership is free. The classes are free. All you have to do is register. Right now, you're listening to Unity Online Radio. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course of Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're back talking about A Course in Miracles, and we're talking about the gift of freedom. So we're in Chapter 8, The Journey Back, Section 4, and it's my page 144. And um, I just love this. So we're talking about the illusion of that uh, you were in the darkness watching something on the screen. And if you're in a movie theater, even if it's a crowded movie theater, and you're watching a horror movie on the screen, that you might be totally identified with what's happening on the screen. Because your vantage point is in the darkness. It makes the illusion seem so real. But that doesn't mean it is real. And how do you get to dispel the darkness? You turn on the light. And that's what Jesus is telling us he is there to do for us. We don't have to figure it out. All we have to do is be willing to allow it to go on. That's all we have to do is let it happen. How cool is that? He says, 
My purpose then is to is still to overcome the world. I do not attack it, but my light must dispel it because of what it is. Light does not attack darkness, but it does shine it away. If my light goes with you everywhere, you shine it away with me. The light becomes ours, and you cannot abide in darkness any more than darkness can abide wherever you go. The remembrance of me is the remembrance of yourself and of him who sent me to you. So remember... The Son of God is the Christ Presence. We are the Son of God. We are the Christ Presence. Jesus' human incarnation, that last life that he had, was to bring forth this awareness. Be not afraid, for I have overcome the world. And even more shall you do. And all we have to do is partner up. That's what I say, partner up, partner up, partner up with Jesus, our elder brother. He's always there with us. We can choose to acknowledge him or not. Why wouldn't we? He will dispel the darkness with us. We join together in order to see and know and feel and hear clearly the light that is always there. Light does not attack darkness, but it does shine it away. And how wonderful is that, that you turn on the light in that darkened movie theater where you're completely enraptured or even, you know, in terror with what's going on in the screen, but you flip the light on and instantly the darkness is gone, instantly you see the illusion on the screen for what it is. Why would we want to live in darkness unless we've become enamored of what we have made, which is the illusion on the screen? Unless we've become identified with the illusion on the screen, the specialness of it. And we've completely forgotten our true identity. However, there is that within us which is always in tune with our true identity, always remembering it, always knowing it, never forgetting it. And in case we think we've forgotten it, we've got Jesus right there beside us to help us remember. If my light goes with you everywhere, you shine the darkness away with me. The light becomes ours, and you cannot abide in darkness anymore. The darkness can abide wherever you go. So here we've got, just in these couple paragraphs here, we've got the elimination of loneliness and helplessness and darkness. (laughs) That's pretty good. We're well on our way to the gift of freedom here. So it says here, In paragraph 3, you were in darkness until God's will was done completely by any part of the sonship. When this was done, it was perfectly accomplished by all. How else could it be perfectly accomplished? You see, because all is one. So, when God's will was done completely by any part of the sonship, It was perfectly accomplished by all because all is one. 
He says, my mission was simply to unite the will of the Sonship with the will of the Father by being aware of the Father's will myself. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. This is our way out of suffering. It, You know, people talk about how, oh my God, I had to surrender again. Well, it's never not about surrender. As long as you're holding anything back from God, you are interested in the separation, which means you are choosing, willfully choosing the suffering. Because separation is suffering. So why would you not wish for total surrender of the sense of separation unless you're interested in suffering? So he says here, My mission was simply to unite the will of the Sonship with the will of the Father by being aware of the Father's will myself. This is the awareness I came to give you, and your problem in accepting it is the problem of this world. Dispelling it is salvation, and in this sense, I am the salvation of the world. Right? So, Jesus is the salvation of the world because he accepted the will of the Father. Thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. What it means is recognizing that while it appears in this world that there is the illusion of free will, God's will is the only will that there is. And our will is God's will because we are one with God. It's really that simple. So he came, as he says here, And in this sense, I am the salvation of the world. The world must therefore despise and reject me. Because the world is the belief that love is impossible. If you will accept the fact that I am with you, you are denying the world and accepting God. So will we accept the fact that Jesus is with us? Will we accept that? Jesus says, my will is his, my will is God's will, and your decision to hear me is the decision to hear God's voice and abide in God's will. So our decision to hear Jesus, the voice in A Course of Miracles, is our decision to hear God's voice and abide in God's will. As God sent me to you, so will I send you to others. Aha! Okay, now this goes back to what is the body for? It's for communication. It's for teaching only love, for that is what you are. So, as God sent me to you, so will I send you to others, and I will go to them with you, so we can teach them peace and union. Now, doesn't that sound like the very best employment in the world? We teach best what we're choosing to learn. That's how we become a teacher of God. We decide to become a good learner. And Jesus is our teacher, our elder brother, and he's going to teach us peace and union. All right, so just in these couple of paragraphs, we're dispelling loneliness, helplessness, and 
darkness and we're learning peace and union. Do you not think the world needs peace as much as you do? Do you not want to give it to the world as much as you want to receive it? For unless you do, you will not receive it. If you want to have it of me, you must give it. Remember, to have, give all to all. You must accept guidance from within. The guidance must be what you want, or it will be meaningless to you. All right, now, I cannot tell you how many people over the years have told me they do not hear divine guidance, insight, inspiration, intuition. Again and again, they say, I just don't hear it. I do not hear it. I do not hear it. I do not hear it. Well, of course, that's an affirmation. And still, the guidance must be what you want, or it will be meaningless to you. In other words, you really won't hear it. Because it's about having the ears to really hear the guidance. But we deny it so we can keep re-experiencing the meaning that we have made of things in our belief systems. But if we're willing to accept that Jesus is always with us and that he's going to lead us so that we can teach peace and union in this world, What a beautiful gift of freedom this is. So he goes on to say, that is why healing is a collaborative venture. So it's through the extension that we experience the learning and the healing. Healing is a collaborative venture. He says, I can tell you what to do, but you must collaborate by believing that I know what you should do. So in other words, having faith. Having faith in our guide, in our teacher. Only then will your mind choose to follow me. Without this choice, you could not be healed because you would have decided against healing. And this rejection of my decision for you makes healing impossible. Just taking a breath with that. We must choose to follow. Yep. We must choose to follow our teacher and go with our teacher. Healing reflects our joint will, which is God's will. The will of the Father is the will of the Son because there is only one. It says, this is obvious when you consider what healing is for. Healing is the way in which the separation is overcome. Separation is overcome by union, by joining. It cannot be overcome by separating. The decision to unite must be unequivocal. Unequivocal, sorry. (laughs) Or the mind itself is divided and not whole. So it really is about deciding that all that we're interested in is that peace of God. And if you say you would like the peace of God, but you reject the means to get there, do you really have a desire for the peace of God? Let's say that, like here I am in Greece, looking out at the islands here in the Aegean Sea. If I said I would like to go to Greece, and 
I could go buy a plane, but I refuse to get on the plane, or I refuse to get on the ferry, or I refuse to get, you know, do any of the ways to get there, then do I really wish to go there? Hmm? Consider it. Is that really what you're interested in? If you wish to get there, but you're not willing to use the means of transportation, you know, faith is a means of transportation. Trust is a means of transportation. Willingness is a means of transportation. Your decision to see, to know, to feel, to hear divine guidance clearly is a means of transportation. Will you accept it? Will you choose that? Will you go with Jesus or will you go alone? You know, I'm, what's coming into my mind is the rich young man that came to Jesus and said, Dude, I really would like to go with you. You're awesome. You're so cool. I want to hang out with you. I want to go where you're going and, and listen to you and, and be part of this journey. This is so Great. And Jesus said, okay, wonderful. Give everything you have to the poor, all your worldly goods, and come with me. You know, and I just imagine him saying, you know, and we'll meet you by the tavern uh, at 5 o'clock, and we'll go from there. And I I just imagine this rich young man saying, okay, yep, uh, that's one possibility. Now let me just put out, float another idea here for you, Jesus. What if... Instead, I didn't give everything to the poor, and as we traveled along, I paid for everything. Because wouldn't that be great? I could pay for everything. We could have nice, cozy rooms in the inn. But if we go your way, well, we don't really know what the resources are. So Jesus basically had to have said to him, you're putting your trust and faith in what you know, in your history, in the things of this world. And if you would like to come with me, it is a journey that you travel by faith, by inner sight, by the light that is within, not by the things of this world. We are going on a journey of the Spirit, and your money is not needed. Have faith. Faith is the vehicle. Faith is the transportation. Trust is how you get into that vehicle of faith. Trust is how you activate your faith in this world of effects. Trust is what we do in the experience of time and space in order to activate our faith. And that is why trust is the number one characteristic of the teacher of God says here the decision to unite must be unequivocal or unequivocal i have trouble with that word i guess today or the mind itself is divided and not whole so the invitation is where is your mind divided where are you still trying to manage control and manipulate the things of this world rather than surrender and i love this last part where he says here it's not the last part but Your mind is the means by which you determine your own condition because mind is the mechanism 
of decision. It is the power by which you separate or join and you experience pain or joy accordingly. It's all in the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. He tells us, my decision cannot overcome yours because yours is as powerful as mine. In this world, our mind, our decision is as powerful as Jesus. Let us align with our elder brother and follow his guidance without delay. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 I'm back, Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about the gift of freedom. I just love this so much. I just do. My decision cannot overcome yours because yours is as powerful as mine. That's what Jesus is saying to us. If it were not so, the sons of God would be unequal, not one. All things are possible through our joint decision, but mine alone cannot help you. So we must join with Jesus. We must accept the union, the oneness of all. Your free, your will is as free as mine, and God himself would not go against it. Now remember, in the illusion, everything that we make... Everything that we experience here is for our learning, but it's not possible for us to permanently hurt ourselves or destroy ourselves or damage anything because nothing real can be threatened, 
Nothing unreal exists. This is the, the basic Course in Miracles teaching. I cannot will, he says here, your will is as free as mine and God himself would not go against it. I cannot will what God does not will. Remember, we're one with God. So if we don't align our free will with divine will, we can experience as much separation as we would like. He says, I can offer my strength to make your will invincible, but I cannot oppose your decision without competing with it and thereby violating God's will for you. Remember, our will is God's will. So if we choose, and if our decision is for separation, Jesus cannot compete with it, because that would violate God's will. We have free will. Nothing God created can oppose your decision, as nothing God created can oppose his will. God gave your will its power, which I can only acknowledge in honor of His. If you want to be like me, I will help you, knowing that we are alike. If you want to be different, I will wait until you change your mind. How beautiful is that? Is that not the most extraordinary love? That tremendous respect. If you do not wish to align with Jesus, he will wait for you in certainty that you will ultimately change your mind and come home like the prodigal son. He says, I can teach you, but only you can choose to listen to my teaching. How else can it be if God's kingdom is freedom? Freedom cannot be learned by tyranny of any kind, and the perfect equality of all God's sons cannot be recognized through the dominion of one mind over another. So we can join together, but one cannot dominate another's free will. Not even with good intentions, without creating some kind of negative karma. Yeah, really important to realize that. If your will, it's, oops, sorry. Freedom cannot be learned by tyranny of any kind. God's sons are equal in will, all being the will of their father. This is the only lesson I came to teach. Wow, how clear is that? The only lesson Jesus came to teach is that We are one with each other and one with God. God's will is our will. Thy will be done. If your will were not mine, it would not be our Father's. We share the same Father as Jesus. We are his brother, his sister, one with him. We are the Son of God together. This would mean, if if your will would not were not mine, it would not be our Father's. This would mean you have imprisoned yours and have not let it be free. Of yourself you can do nothing because of yourself you are nothing. I am nothing without the Father 
and you are nothing without me, because by denying the Father, you deny yourself. I will always remember you, and in my remembrance of you lies your remembrance of yourself. In our remembrance of each other lies our remembrance of God. So this is how we can look at our brothers and sisters in this world. It's our remembering who they really are that helps us remember who we really are. And by placing our trust and faith in Jesus to lead us and guide us, we're cultivating the willingness to be in that collaborative venture of healing. We're cultivating the willingness to believe, to know, to see, to hear, to feel. We're deciding to unite. And in this remembrance lies your freedom because your freedom is in God. Join then with me in praise of God and you whom God created. This is our gift of gratitude to Him, which He will share with all His creations, to whom He gives equally whatever is acceptable to Him. Because it is acceptable to Him, it is the gift of freedom, which is God's will for all His sons. By offering freedom, you will be free. By offering freedom. So when we liberate our brothers and sisters from the judgments and opinions that we have held against them, then we will be free. Freedom is the only gift you can offer to God's sons, being an acknowledgement of what they are and what God is. Freedom is creation because it is love. Freedom is creation Because it is love. Love is freedom. By extending love, we're opening our heart and mind to true freedom. Freedom is creation because it is love. Whom you seek to imprison, you do not love. Therefore, when you seek to imprison anyone, including yourself, you do not love him and you cannot identify with him. So how do we imprison someone with judgment, with opinions, with blame, with shame, with resentment, with regret? Everything that we generate from false belief and feelings of separation. When you imprison yourself, you are losing sight of your true identification with me and with the Father. Your identification is with the Father and with the Son. It cannot be with one and not the other. If you are part of one, you must be part of the other, because they are one. The Holy Trinity is holy because it is one. If you exclude yourself from this union, you are perceiving the Holy Trinity as separated. You must be included in it. Because it is everything. Unless you take your place in it and fulfill your function as part of it, the Holy Trinity is as bereft as you are. No part of it can be imprisoned if its truth be known. I love this section. It's so clear that we can dispel the darkness. We can have peace. We can have joy. We can have freedom. 
we can have all the good of God simply by joining with Jesus and letting him be our guide and be our teacher. Do all the heavy lifting. We just have to be willing to recognize we're not alone. We've never been alone. It's not possible to be alone. We're part of the sonship. And Jesus is always there with us. And when we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, which are activated by our willingness, we will know the truth that sets us free. And it's up to us because we have the power to decide. And Jesus tells us, my decision cannot overcome yours because yours is as powerful as mine. Yes. So as long as we decide for separation, we will experience separation. But the minute we truly, authentically decide to be united, we will experience that unification. Wow. I just want to mention here that this week at Living A Course in Miracles, we've got two classes. They're totally free. David Hoffmeister and myself are joining together, and we're talking about awakening awareness, expanding awareness, right? This is what we're all interested in. David is such a beautiful teacher, and all you have to do is register to get these two free classes at livingacourseinmiracles.com. Ah. <sighs> How wonderful. I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart and take that breath of love and gratitude with me. Let us joyfully join with our elder brother Jesus and align our free will with divine will. Let us turn on the light, dispel the darkness, and remember the truth that sets us free. This is our choice. This is our decision. And we are grateful that it is so. And so it is. Amen. 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 What a blessing. Thank you for being with me this week. Thank you for transcending time and space, listening to the podcast. If you like the podcast, won't you write a review at iTunes and let them know. The more people that write reviews, the more people iTunes will tell about the show. And it's free. So why not write a review? Thank you. I love you. Have a great week. Mwah.